I'm Tony Jameson and welcome to the FM show. Hello everyone, welcome to the FM show. I am of course your host Tony Jameson and as you can see, if you're on YouTube that is, of course, if you are listening via the audio feed, set your faces to happy because we are joined once again by RDF Tactics, Aaron Falloon. He's returned <laughs> to first team action. Aaron, oh, thank you. Pleasure thank you. you back, First of Go all, on. the last couple of shows have been amazing. I have been listening and watching. I've been watching as well on the YouTube, but um, me and the missus did unfortunately go through a bad time. We did lose an unborn, which, yeah, it was difficult to go through at first, but I'm just happy to be back in all honesty, trying to resume back to normality a little bit as well, because of course, sometimes just dwelling on it doesn't help. So getting back here, not that I'm distracting myself because I have dealt with it as well. So it's just nice now to get back with you two and back to the football manager, the FM show. Let's go. <laughs> No, let's say man, it's a it's a pleasure to have you back, and obviously love to to all of all of you in the in the family. And we yeah. have, of course, been thinking about you. So it is uh, great to have you back. Um, obviously, we've, we've kept the seat warm. <laughs> it feels warm, you. Um, you know, myself and producer Steve. We've been having chats. We've been finding out all about about Steve. Believe it or not, he's still in Florence, Aaron. He's still there. He's, just, he's, he's not done anything. He's just stuck with his guns. Yeah, and went, not much yeah, has changed. Not much has week. changed. <laughs> No, it's kind of become a sort of like football manager podcast slam yeah. yeah. podcast that did did slightly, yeah. which unfortunately you know would have been within your wheelhouse yeah. in terms of talents as well, Aaron. So sorry, you, you know maybe you can contribute <laughs> as well. Um, so thank yes, you, thank you. no, welcome back. But um, but Steve, we will just before we, we let Aaron come back in because I'm guessing Aaron's obviously had other things <laughs> on his mind than, than FM. Like you, however, hmm. talking before we started recording. First of all, where are we in Fiorentina? Because, I mean, let, let's visit. We know you're still in Fiorentina. Where, where are we? So it's uh, January 2031. So in, in the midst of the January transfer window. Um, so it's that fun time where, you know, Champions League group stage is qualified. You leave that for a while. The Coppa Italia is quite fun in Italy too because you you start off in the last 16. So won one game Ooh. in that. I'm already in the quarterfinals. <laughs> it's like, oh, great. A, a cup quarterfinal. That's quite exciting. Um, and it charts it out before you, so you can see what your route to to, to the final is as well. So it's um it's kind of quite an easy cup competition to win, if I'm being completely honest. So that's fun. And um, last episode, uh, I mentioned my data hub signing, um, mm-hmm. Luca Di Giacomo. Well, he has got off the mark in a beautiful fashion in the Coppa Italia, a lovely near post finish in a game where XG was zero point eight four or something, one two nil. So clinical in terms of like getting that kind of guy in to score that sort of goal. And he's young, Italian as well. So idea being they want to get better and better, rotate the side too. So that's a positive. So again, guys, yeah. look at that data hub if you're uncertain about, you know, um, if you you feel like your scouting team aren't necessarily giving you what you might want from a signing. Um, as I say, January, the transfer window is open. I was reminded by my... Um, personal assistant role <laughs> person that I promised uh, Dragowski, my big signing goalkeeper in the summer, that I would sign strength from the forward line. Mm-hmm. Now, I thought I'd done that by signing Dragowski, <laughs> but apparently Dragowski doesn't care about data hub signings. <laughs> he still thinks, like, I was like, well, I've signed an attacker. I don't, I've done that. I don't, but apparently not strong enough. So I'm like, okay, I clearly need to buy like a, 
and actually your, your guys thoughts on this would be interesting i sort of clearly need to buy an experience notionally yeah. like stronger um yeah. attacker um so i've gone back to my short list and i've gone f- and I, we are a bit short on the left hand side and that inside f- forward roll uh two so i'm trying to sign rafael liao who's 31 at this point is at chelsea a squad player typical thing where like i remember him being bought yeah. from milan back in the day when you know early on in the sale i was like <laughs> one of my rivals has been weakened and he went to buy and i think and then as often happens on this game players getting swept up in the sort of big clubs where they just disappear so i'm thinking like um you know a two-year contract see what he can do give him some games and i will actually play him chelsea won't um Another player like that that I signed um, this window is Gavi. Hmm. For Barcelona Academy product, Gavi was at again at Milan. I, I, I did raise <laughs> Milan quite a lot in terms of like um, they're the club that's on the way down. Yeah. So, but that we play a similar style, so I'm just picking them off <laughs> on the vulture that I am. But um, yeah, he was at he was at Barcelona, went to Bayern, then went to Milan, and just not played at Milan at all. And so I got him for five million. How old is he? So I was gonna twenty six. Twenty six. I was at this gonna point. say he's like pre- approaching his prime age. This is it. So Bayern signed him for twenty eight and a half million, and then Milan sold him from, bought him from Bayern for sixteen point seven five, and I got him for five. And the way what's his wages? <laughs> oh, that's a good point. What is Arsenal wages? They're not as high as you think, actually. Uh, Three hundred million pounds a week. <laughs> that's an incredible deal. Yeah, that's an incredible deal. That's a bargain. That's an absolute that's... bargain. Yeah, and, oh, that's crazy. And like, and also overview wise, you look at him. Like first touch sixteen, dribbling fifteen. You know, he's all yeah. for the advanced playmaker on support. Um, passing fourteen, technique fifteen. You know, composure 16, flair 18, decisions 14, agility 17, balance 16. Like, it's... I'm sitting there, like, yeah, I don't understand. I'm, I'm trying to, I'm trying really to figure know. it out as well. I think... I think the sporting yeah. director at Milan needs second for that I'm guessing, like, the yeah. under, under the hood attributes as well. So, like, the, the, the attributes that make the player's uh, personality, I'm guessing for Gavi as well, that is going to be very, very good. So, not only have you got that... A player approaching his prime age, good reputation as well, possibly international. That is an insane deal. That's men's move. Yeah, Steve, yeah. Steve, so Dave, that's Steve. You've got to be happy with that. Yeah, so it's been a good January window actually so far in that regard. And um, just little, you know, that sort of point yeah. in the mid midway through the season, you kind of do top ups. I've sold a few fringe players as well on lower wages, that sort of stuff. Um, Third at the moment, I did have a run of being Inter in the league. So Inter yeah. and Juventus, my two sort of two I'm competing with, be Inter in the league. Then I had to fly out to the Bird's Nest Stadium in China <laughs> midweek for the Supercopper because that's the thing they do in Italy. Yeah, which I don't really know if the game factors in the travel, but that's a lot of travel, right? Um, but beat Juventus in the Supercopper, so beat my two rivals in consecutive games. Then drew with Torino in the league and so basically squandered that victory. So, you know, was like I said to Tony a, a couple of episodes ago, it feels, I'm, I'm loving it. I'm loving this season. We may not necessarily win the title, but it just feels like yeah. the rejuvenation is is there. And, you know, um, if it's not this year, <laughs> we're coming. We're coming. So Florence is great. Florence is it's great. the turning actually. point of Fiorentina. And you, you, the, the point that you were making before about, about Dragowski wanting a specific signing like we've all we've all sort of come across the 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 parts of the game where 
you sort of have a player going, oh, you need to strengthen this area. And you're sort of looking, going, you are that player. I've signed you to, to strengthen that area. You are the 100 million pound striker that we are using to strengthen the strikers. Who else That's do you think sort is of coming in? Because sometimes, like me, I like to buy my replacement before I actually sell the player. So yeah, it's that sort of thing. Yeah, that you, you bring yeah. in the replacement and then you sell it and then people are like, you need to replace that guy now. We're like, but I did before. I already have. You were like, see, that, see that guy who turned up with... <laughs> yeah. with all the awards yeah. that's the lad <laughs> we're gonna use him <laughs> it's, it's funny now but at the time it can be a bit frustrating it's like um so like when i've been playing football manager over the last couple of days it's like when i'm doing tactics as well you're not really focusing in the game stuff it's just like get to the next game because you're just focusing on tactic but then people start complaining because me it's like if i'm releasing a tactic i have mm. to win games so it's always just play the best team Rest in between the games, play the best team. But then the, obviously the bench players start moaning and this player starts moaning. And it's like, it gets to a point where it's like, this is just not tactical anymore because now I have to start doing things to keep the morale up so I can continue to win games as well. So <laughs> that's the little fight that I have when creating tactics in Football Manager. I mean, you mentioned about <laughs> winning games, Aaron. I mean, that is still something that feels very, very <laughs> to alien be fair, to me. Though, I am <laughs> creating Jurgen Klopp tactics using Liverpool. So, <laughs> to be fair, yeah, yeah, ah, to be fair. Yeah. Right, okay. <laughs> I, I am creating carnage in Northern <laughs> Ireland is what I'm doing. Uh, I I went back, I went back, so I, I, I remember, of course, we, we left Spurs, right? Okay, yeah. we, we may have seen we left Spurs with an FA Cup in our hand and, and two European trophies, right? And I thought I'm going to go back to to Bambridge, and I'm going to continue my story arc on my save. Right, I'm going to go back and try and win the Northern Irish Championship. And people say never go back, and I say most <laughs> people are probably right. Really, <laughs> if you think about it, um, because it, it didn't. It was a bit of a grind. Right? The first season was just stay in the division; that was fine. And the second season, it just felt like we were just not getting anywhere. Where we went like 13 games without a win. And then we won seven games on the bounce. It was like, hey, we're back. And then the game went, you turned off the computer off, didn't you? And I was like, okay, yeah. And they went, yeah, you're going to lose again. <laughs> so we lost loads of games again. And and it's like season 24 of of, uh, of, of my challenge. And obviously we're coming towards the end of, of FM23 cycle. So I'm like, right, we're not going to win another trophy in Northern Ireland. So we have to, we're going to move, right? We'll, we'll finish like one more season. We'll go uh, somewhere else. And, uh, and the Berwick Rangers job came up. So I figured 20, season 25, we're going to go to the borders, leave uh, Banbridge. We stayed up because we had four games left of the season um, at Berwick in the Scottish Championship. Now they were three points clear of the relegation playoff with Dunfermline. So we had to play first second fourth and bottom in our, in our last in our last four games unsurprisingly we lost our first game we lost our second game both by one goal though so we looked like we were doing okay uh third sorry second last game so uh, yeah penultimate game of the season we drew one all and i was like yeah. oh that's a huge point in this battle um which meant that on the final game of the season dunfermline who were ninth, played Motherwell, who were top, and we played Greenwich Morton away from home. Greenwich Morton bottom, and they were relegated, essentially. So we were playing out this draw. All we had to do was get a point because our goal difference was far superior. Even yeah. if Dunfermline won, we would be we would stay up if we had one point. And about an hour's gone past, 
we're nil nil. Dunfermline are three nil down against Motherwell. We're going. This is we've done this right. And then Dunfermline pull a goal back, and then a second. And somehow they pull it back to three all, and, we st- and I'm like, no, not this way, not this way, football manager. That is no like way. This. Yeah. And I'm going. What am I supposed to do? Like, just just ride it out. A point is enough. A point is enough. As, even if they win, a point is enough. And our clock keeps ticking down, ticking down, ticking down. No more goals at Dunfermline, mm. but a penalty at Greenock Morton for oh. Berwick Rangers <laughs> in the 92nd minute. Oh. Smash it into the roof of the net. We stay up. Uh, didn't even need the Dunfermline result. So we've done that. So into uh, pre-season planning, Season 25, The Last Dance. And you know what, Steve? I've taken a little bit of uh, inspiration from yourself and brought in, get this, two Italian players. What? One from Roma <laughs> and one from Juventus. Free <laughs> <laughs> transfers. They've been released. These guys yeah. are incredible for the league we've got. There's no, no way <laughs> they should be playing for us. Yeah, I was going to say, maybe it's because of you. I was going to say, maybe because it's you, yeah. <laughs> Possibly, possibly these, like put it this way: we're in this, we're in the the championship in Scotland. These players have minimum fee release clause of seven hundred grand. <laughs> There's no way they should be in this division. Wow. Yeah. So I'm very much looking forward to disappointing everyone in Berwick <laughs> with Italians <laughs> as we go forward. God, yeah. I suppose there there there'll be sort of. I suppose your man is in Turin, similar, not dissimilar climate, northern Italy at certain times of year to. The Scottish borders to Berwick's lovely though as a town. You go through oh, on the train, don't you? And it's you know it's beautiful. It's beautiful, yeah, and I'm yeah. sure that these two players have left Rome and Turin and went oh, <laughs> the train to Edinburgh's lovely. <laughs> <laughs> I got them by taking them around Edinburgh Zoo, and they look look at this. This is close by, and they went hey, in it's August, quite close, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, in August you can't the, move the, for took comedians. The, took the Fringe Festival. They had a lovely <laughs> time, and then went. Actually, you're going to live in Berwick. <laughs> is that right? So, yeah, one more season with that, and then FM24 is out. And Aaron, the announcements have been coming. Now, I know (laughs) you've been sat there making loads of notes, getting yourself all excited. Talk to us about what has been getting yours. I mean, we've got to be talking about the game mode, surely, man. That The new universes, I just... You know what? It's weird, because when they first released that, I was like, I'm not exactly sure how I'm going to be using that because me, again, I'm just thinking I'm assuming Foot Manager comes. I'm going to be using the updated database. I want to see how everything is and stuff like that. But then when I went on Twitter and I'm seeing everyone else's comments and I'm like, oh, now this future makes sense to me. And I think, especially for rebuilds as well, it's so like, I I hate using Arsenal as an example, but it's the only example I can safely say, but a lot of Arsenal fans aren't overly pleased with Kai Havertz and it's that sort of thing sometimes in transfer windows we like to think we're managers oh I will do this or oh, I will do that but now you can actually put yourself in a position where you can kind of rewrite history okay this is what we could have done if we didn't sign Havertz for an example or this is what I would have done if I didn't sign Havertz and football managers now have that opportunity so let's break it down then, okay, for everyone who's yes, either sorry. not seen it and hasn't got a clue what on earth they're on about, or has seen it and doesn't get it, like myself, hello, right? Yeah. Um, 
so the game so when you start the game now okay first of all you get you get asked would you like to import your fm23 sim steve <laughs> fm23 is a game that came out after you started what right so so this is this is there's no good for steve steve can't can't pull uh put fiorentina into this okay but so you asked if you want to bring FM23 in. If you don't want to do that and you want to start a brand new save, you're given three options, I believe. Okay. You can start in a universe, which is the the standard template of football manager, which is like June or uh, back end of June, um, August. There's no transfers done bar the data that's already in the game. Yeah. Is that right? So it's like yeah, so squads the as they one. were before. Yeah. You've got that, yeah. and that's what we normally play with. And transfer budgets yeah. are adjusted accordingly. You've then got a way of looking at it where you can start on the game date with the transfers already plotted on the days they happen. So, for example, if a player signs on transfer deadline day, they won't be in the squad the second you start the game, but the transfer mm-hmm. is arranged and your finances have been adjusted accordingly. So that happens like that. <laughs> That's one way of doing it. And then there's the third way, which I understand, Aaron, is that yeah. none of those transfers have happened. <laughs> Literally. Right? None of those transfers have happened, and then you can kind of write your own history in the way that you would like to, which I think is a very, very good feature. It's probably something that I wouldn't have requested before, but... It's one of those things that someone would have to give me the ideas and a few examples. Then it will be like, oh, okay, yeah, that sounds very good to me. And now it's coming out again. I'm very excited for it. So Marvel has got so much to answer for, for many reasons. But then, like, is is FN24 going to open up and Doctor Strange is standing there with, like, various multiverses that you can go into? Is this kind of thing? Literally, so... Like West Ham fans will be living in a world where Declan Rice yeah, they can sell and they Declan don't have Rice. to sell it to like, don't you dare don't you dare it's funny, it's funny you say <laughs> that, you but it's one of those things it might speak that for someone a West Ham fan mm-hmm. I mean there was kind of this sort of social media rivalry between Arsenal fans and now West Ham fans might okay I'm I'm kind of over there that we have to sell Declan Rice but now I don't want to sell it to Arsenal I want to sell it to a different player a different team and now West Ham fans have that opportunity to do so and as you say, it puts you right slap in the middle of it yeah. to go, you're the manager. Yeah. How would you spend the money? And football manager and sports interactive yeah. are very much promoting the narrative of yeah. you can rewrite history, which I think it, it's all about. I Everyone just can play the game yeah. however they want. And that is a very, I was very just about to say exciting that. We always bang on about that. Play the game things. how you want it. And this just helps people in playing the game in just imaginative ways. Mm, yeah, because I normally, whenever I normally play it, I normally disable the first transfer yeah. window if I'm playing like a, a top league. Because in my head, I go, well, all those transfers already happened. Like, why would those yeah. teams strengthen those players again? Uh, add more more players in. Um, but then, of course, when I'm in the lower <laughs> leagues, like, really like let the top leagues do whatever they want to do. Like, I'm not, I'm not fussed. It's a different universe for me. But, but you're right. It is a great way of doing that now. So that, I, I love the idea of that real-time yeah. transfer, that for me feels quite good because it does feel strange having those players already in at the start of the game and then the clubs can buy more players as well 
I do like that idea of, well, you know what? That player rocked up on transfer deadline day, so yeah. that's when they're going to turn up in the game. And that's really smart. If they can do that as well with the January transfer window update as well. It's just it's just a different challenge as well, isn't it? It's really like how you're going to approach level, those few games mm. as well before the... So you know you've got a player coming in on deadline day and maybe you've lost or you've already lost your first two games and stuff, so it might actually dictate the way you approach your season as well coming ahead. But I'll... Yeah, 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 yeah. Coming in at different times rather than everyone's already there. And you can kind of send, do that thing on day one, right? Send everybody on their language courses and all of that all on the same day. So they're all learning Mm. the language at the same time. And it's easy. It's tactical Tactical familiarity familiarity as well. Someone coming on deadline day after you've already done your whole preseason with the squad that was there. And now you've got new players coming in at, well, awkward times for you that can be awkward times for you. It's just a whole different challenge. But I do wonder if it opens up a whole nother world when it comes to real life fixtures. I mean, I'm not sure how they will implement that. But let's say, I know, Foot Manager's coming out in November. Could you imagine that they had all the real life games done up until the game releases? And then you can sort of obviously got that opportunity as well. You can either start from whatever day you want to start from or start from when the day the game releases. So let's say Arsenal's already at second and... West Ham's at wherever they are. I, yeah, I wonder if that can open up a whole different world. Because <laughs> that's so. So it comes out on sixth so, of November, yeah. whatever the current Premier League is. Yeah. In terms of on the sixth of November, and you start yeah. your save on the sixth. <laughs> at the moment, <laughs> literally, when that release came out, that's the first thing that came in my head as well. Is like because that was all almost the thing that people would like to have real life fixtures. I think there is a thing that you can download where people have real life fixtures. Yeah. yeah. So it is again a way that so, people actually mm. do like to play their game. And they want to be as real as it as possible. Imagine that though, like you load your save up, and, it, and you're right, it is possible. And there, there are third party, um, yeah, yeah, add-ons, aren't there, that, that does this. But you, if you imagine you start the save with how the league is yeah. on the day you start, you can either be a, you can either be so happy, <laughs> exactly, or really, exactly really that. sad, exactly. And it's sort of that challenge as well. You can imagine a team. Like Cheltenham Town. Yes, I got a different example. Cheltenham Town haven't scored. They didn't score a goal, but they did. They, they scored a goal against Derby, which kind of ruined it. But up 11 games in, they actually didn't score a goal in the league. They conceded 19, no goal scored, one point on the table. And then imagine you being the manager walking in, because they did sack the manager. Imagine you being the manager walking in in that situation. That would just be, I mean, pretty intense in League One as well. It would be pretty intense because your morale is going to be low, of course. You're not going to walk in and your morale is like yeah. at normal. It's going to be down. People probably already complaining that they're not playing enough games and, and stuff like that as well. Maybe a player's playing out of position. <laughs> it's just a different challenge in a different world and another way of how you can play football manager differently. Mm, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm all for that. That that sounds good. They say, oh, well, what's that? Oh, yes, please. I love that. Thank you very much. Um, bring that one in. That's good. Make this game harder for myself as well. Yeah, Tony. Yeah. What we're going to do? We're not even going to tell you the fixtures. You've got to guess what the fixture is, and then try and do a tactic accordingly. Does that work? Yeah, that's fine. I'll do that. That sounds really good. Um, other things, of course, that have uh, popped up is to do with international management. Now, something that, I'll be honest, something I haven't done a lot of, and it does polarise people's opinions, international management, but it's not quite what people have been asking for because there's no international training. But there's a thing, Aaron, called the refreshed national pool. So now when you're on your national pool, when you're in football manager, 
in the FM24, things are going to look slightly different. Now, it's going to look better, obviously. And now what you... So maybe we'll, we can grab a screenshot. So I'll send Tony some screenshots. So apologies for adding extra work. But I'll send you um, FM23 screenshots and then we can also compare it to the FM24 screenshots. Just so on YouTube especially, you can actually see what I'm talking about. So in a national pool, now the view is a little bit different and they have added ability column, potential column, you also have staff advice column as well, where now your staff can actually say this player should be dropped from the national squad or this player should be called up to the national squad. But you can also interact as well. Mm. So when you are calling up a player, you can interact with that player. And it's all done on this national pool screen, which is obviously easy. It's kind of less buttons. You don't have to go through X, Y and Z just to <laughs> interact with a player. And now everything's all on one screen for you. That's pretty cool, and to be fair, that's a lot of what it is. Yeah, like these, these quality of life improvements in the game of getting less clicks to get the information that you need. And for me, now that I'm looking at a build a nation save going forward, that screen might become quite handy for me because at some point I might need to look at the national pool and work out how to do international management. But it's not the only area that's had a bit of a refresh <laughs> steve the squad planner has had a little bit of a spruce up because um i mean i'm gonna be honest i love the idea of the squad planner but i do still use pen and paper because i think mm. it did need a little bit the idea was great the execution wasn't quite there but yeah. i think they've taken that feedback on board and it does look like there's been some huge improvements on it yeah so i mean what do you think is going to make you is it going to make you go away from pen and paper yet Tony or are you sitting your way I don't know I mean for me for me in FM23 the squad planner very much felt like it's it's right here and yes. now but the idea yeah. of it was going you've got this young player what's his pathway like how yes. do you get him into the side and it didn't quite seem as though that tallied up really mm. with the intention so for me what I like to do and it goes alongside um some people who've been developing skins for the game have really lent into this a little bit and things like squad yeah. depth screens have worked really nicely where you can see all your goalkeepers at a glance you can see all your left backs at a glance or your center backs at a glance and i think that the squad planner maybe that was the idea of it but it, what the execution wasn't quite there and it just chucked anybody yeah. in who could play in any of those positions and it was then you you kept like even like if you had your centre back at right side, you said about left side, it was just there was the same pool of players. Um mm. and I just th thought that when you wanted to bring your youth players in yeah. to be like, this is a great player, his pathway is I want to be using him in five years' time. It was very much a case of well, you've got this yeah. year and next year, and that's it. So for me, I think this refresh looks like they've definitely taken that that feedback on board. And um, I mean, you know. I, I do need to start. Use, I do need to stop using paper. You know, I've got to think oh, about the climate now. Journey, so. Yeah. Well, I mean, to be fair, neither option are great. It's it's either it's either paper or it's electricity, <laughs> isn't it? So True. you know, it's True. Um, but yeah, because as you say, if it's a um, if it's a refined principle of the yeah. plan, it's so useful. You know, because it mm. means that you can go well. Actually, it helps. We've discussed before in previous shows about having faith in you, young players, and I definitely get. Uh, lured in by the stars way too much and mm. that whole trusting a player who might be two stars at the moment but they're 17 so just keep playing them look at their uh attributes and just go you don't need to buy someone because you just give them minutes they're going to fly um and if the squad plan is in a more refined sense as a way of helping you realize that um 
And I think in a way it helps additionally too, because then you're like, well, actually I should uh, fund the facilities, get, look at the best coaches, et cetera, because it's just, it's just um, for, for clubs where you're not got a big budget, it's just a way to uh, marginal, massive marginal gains to outcompete. Can you have massive marginal gains? Probably not, <laughs> but like, um, yeah. And I guess, well, the, with the way that, that we're being advertised, Aaron, this the, the smarter AI, where they're looking, where the AI will understand that a, a young potential, good potential player is going to start getting minutes. For me, the squad planner, in that sense, you should be able to have things like yeah. cup teams, like, you know, what's your yeah. cup squad? Your, your mm. So you might be putting your younger players in there, go, right, that's their pathway. They go in, they get their minutes there. And you just, you can break it all down. Like that, maybe we're... We're sort of thinking three or four games ahead, and that's where it's going to end up being. But you know, to see uh, to see improvements year on year, yeah. that is very, very, very good indeed. And obviously, that then ties with 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 the national squad planner. Yeah, that's um, but it's, the, it's well, that sort of thing yeah. in it because I was a pen and paper person as well, and it's like when the squad planner came out, it was like, but there's nothing there. That's like I'm getting nothing extra from the squad planner in FM than I am getting from pen and paper. And pen and paper to me was just so trusted sort of thing as well. But they have added mm. new things, which may be like now, maybe this actually will be more useful than pen and paper. So for a start, there are new icons on the pitch, which signal whether your attention is required, linked to squad depth and a separate tab that will show warnings based on squad ability to really help you work out where both your strengths and weakness lie now and in future seasons. Of course, you, you can't it's hard to get that from um, a piece of paper and a pen, but that wasn't also there in squad planner before, but these are now little added things that's going to be like, well, I, I probably should use the squad planner, but there's also now a position analyst that will appear at the bottom of your screen and will display three pieces of information, which is positional depth, um, player ability and shortlisted players or youth players. Again, it's just better things there. That's, now I'm going to be like, what's in the squad planner now? And I'm going to be more open to using the squad planner over pen and paper because there's now things that I will be able to get from the squad planner that I can't do literally in minutes one writing and I'm live or whatever I'm doing when playing football manager. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing, because all the information yeah. is already there and, it's, and it is now it's just yeah. a case of how is it presented. And again, as we'll always say, if you don't understand it, <laughs> delegate. <laughs> Someone else will do. Someone else will do that for you in game. Like the, there's gonna, there is a lot of stuff obviously on the new, the new feature lists that, that you know, some people might look and go, oh my god, yeah. that's, that's getting a little bit too in depth for me right now. But remember, there's always yeah. hints and tips within the game. There's always someone else who will take charge of that for you. Um, Aaron, very briefly, there's a little thing that we I spoke to Stinger about in the last episode, <laughs> which I know that you're going to be very excited about. Set pieces are here. We've got new coaches. Oh, We've got man, new God. set piece routines. I'm so happy because I remember like, the whole year I've been saying set piece coach, set piece coach. It's there in real life. Yeah, I'm just so happy about that. I can't wait because there was a little clip as well in the um in their trailer where they done the short piece, the short taking that routine there just looked oh wow, <laughs> it looked amazing. But it's it's one of those things now when you're watching football. Teams are very, very savvy with their set-piece uh, set routines. I remember watching Brighton and Liverpool yesterday and Jao Pedro was coming short for a, for a corner. Liverpool read it. So then he, he's walking off like, oh, they've read it. They've read it. Then suddenly he just turns back again. And then it's just like completely undone the <laughs> Liverpool defence. And it's just those little small things as well that really, really do help you gain the advantage. 
I think as well, like, again, IRL, and again, to break <laughs> my own rule in terms of referencing an Arsenal example, the oh, yes. goal against yeah, Everton, yes, yeah. Trossard's goal this season, which is, again, like they tried the, the whole, whole game, kind of yeah. short corner thing, sucking the Everton defence to them <laughs> about 12 times before the actual goal went in. And it was proper yeah. like pinball uh, to get it around too. It's almost like um, certain other sports, yeah. like the NFL, for example, where it's so set-piece oriented yeah, yeah. every single um every single action um so i guess you can now yeah it's actually it's actually massive isn't it, it the is. number of different things that you can now that's, do that's where i thought it would be going like i didn't think that we would get a full creator <laughs> i thought we'd get something like an nfl style playbook yeah. of you can yeah. select these set pieces <laughs> and the better your coaches are the more varied they would become and that would make that yeah. would make sense that would be what i believe is quote unquote an easy yeah. way i, I actually adding, I actually messaged someone from Fortnite as well because I remember after the releases, I was like, after they released the features, I was like, you lot, I've actually killed it this year because I was not expecting some of these things at all for FM24, at all. And you know what? That's a great point because obviously there was the the announcement of FM24 and FM25 at once (laughs) and everyone was like, right, okay, FM25, go on Unity, this is the one to wait for, like... And it's a tricky, it's a tricky marketing strategy See, to announce I always two said. games. <laughs> but my word, the oh, they have they have they ramped the hype up for yeah. FM twenty four, and then just as we're sort of going, oh, this sounds great. They've shown yeah. us what it looks like with new 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 match animations, new lighting. And it looks smoother and the balls are being volleyed into the ground and players are moving around positional and, and all, you know what? It's, oh, it's only a month away. It's only a month away. <laughs> and that's just, oh man. Well, it's one, again, the whole year, again, ever since they announced FM25 and people were like, I'm not going to buy FM25, I'm just going to give it. I always told people, look, for them to announce FM25, I'm, I'm sorry, but they've got to be confident that FM24 is going to be a very good game. It, it just has to be, in my honest opinion. Uh, but again, I just—it's just I thought uh, like quality of life. That's what I honestly, I genuinely thought quality of life. Things are going to be a slightly different, and it's kind of a, a lead up to FM twenty five sort of thing. But I actually feel the FM twenty four alone just sounds like a brilliant game, and <laughs> almost just forgot about FM twenty five. Like I thought the match engine stuff completely just out of my head now. It's like FM twenty four. I need to get this game because I'm seeing all this inverted fullback coming in and a libero centre-back is pushing forward. I'm like, I need to get this game. I don't know, forget forget this new match engine. <laughs> it's all about this game right now for me. And I'm very excited. Absolutely. And the best thing is, though, is that yes. we're going to be here covering it all as it goes from now until launch until FM25. Remember to make sure you follow the FM Show pod on all of your podcast platforms. Follow us on social media, of course, the same, the FM Show Pod, Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. Come and join the Discord, of course. Come and tell us all about your saves, what you're planning to do, your your, your, your pride, your worries, your questions. Bring all that in there. And, of course, if that's not enough and you want even more content again, then you can come and support us via Patreon. If you don't know what Patreon is, Patreon is a way of supporting the podcast. If you can afford it, uh, we have exclusive content over there. We have extra uh, extra episodes. We've got a private Discord channel. Um, you get early access to the weekly episodes, both audio and video as well. You can sign up and be part of the FM Show squad for as little as £3 a month. In order to do that, you visit patreon.com forward slash the FM Show pod. 
and become a member just like James O'Brien did this week. So he's joined the squad. Thank you very much to everyone who has signed up on Patreon. Your support, of course, means the world to us now. This has been brilliant having a bit of a chat here, but we have a chat lined up. We're also going to have a quick little conversation with Omega Luke as a guest on this week's show. He is a content creator who's been tearing it up over on YouTube, making reputation rebuilds. He's now got 95,000 subscribers on YouTube. So let's have a little listen to what he's got to say, shall we? Support for the FM show is brought to you by Manscaped, the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Their products are precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. And Manscaped's performance package is the ultimate men's hygiene bundle. Join over 8 million, 8 million men worldwide, including us three, who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you, our loyal listeners and viewers if you use the code fm show at manscape.com you will get 20 percent off and free worldwide shipping we are so excited to have manscaped on board as a sponsor i've been using the products for ages they've sent us the performance package and it includes this the lawnmower 4.0 now i am a 43 year old man i manscape myself I treat this a little bit like trying to do a football pitch. So I get stripes in there. I'm doing circles. I'm doing zigzags if I feel a bit exotic. <laughs> the 4.0, the lawnmower 4.0 features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin safe technology. It's waterproof, which means no more mess on the bathroom floor and also has a 4000K LED spotlight for a more precise shave. Yes, they sent us the performance package. I've got the whole box, which includes the Lawnmower 4.0, but also the Weed Whacker, which cuts your hair and your nose hairs as well. So we've got that also that came in the box. We've got the Crop Perver uh, Preserver, sorry, Bull Deodorant, and we've also got the Crop Reviver, your Bull Toner. Also lovely, a bit of an underrated thing that comes in this box as well. Boxes. The boxes are absolutely comfortable and you also get this nice, gorgeous travel bag with it. So if you want to upgrade your grooming, go to manscaped.com and get 20% off and free shipping worldwide by using the code FMSHOW. <laughs> That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com by using the code FMSHOW. As always, use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. Back to the episode. Joining me right now, I have got Rebuild Sensation, Omega Luke. Luke, how are you, pal? Are you well? I'm brilliant, mate. How are you? I'm very well. I'm very well, thank you. I say, I say Rebuild Sensation. I should point out, before we get started, one half of the Rebuild Sensation. Yeah, that's true. Uh, to be fair, the smaller half by the sounds of uh, the comment section too. Mm, I was going to say, yeah, the community has fallen in love with Amiga Dad, haven't they? <laughs> they? They well and truly have. It's, it's kind of like the whole channel's against me when I when we do a versus one, but that's fine. Mm, so let's break it down then. So for people who maybe don't know who you are, what you are, why you're with us this afternoon, um, let's talk about it then. So Amiga Luke, content creator, what's your angle? 
Uh, so yeah, I've been doing it full time now for about two years. So coming up to two years, roughly as we were recording this, to be fair. Um, mm-hmm. And we kind of like struck gold with the the rebuild format a few months before that happened. Um, and it was basically I, I used to watch a lot of like other YouTube um, other YouTubers in different niches playing different games nba nfl the fifa guys who do like rebuilds on there and i noticed like obviously nobody was really doing that type of format on football manager um so i thought i was trying to think of a way of doing it within that format uh, but i found it quite weird like just recapping it myself when i had like first done it and i felt like i needed somebody to kind of like show the results to which I felt would be easier to bounce off of. And the first person that came to my mind was my dad because he's he's quite like, when I talk football with him, I know how like knowledgeable he is about mm-hmm. stuff and I enjoy the conversations I have with him. But my first rebuild I wanted to do was Spurs because at the time, Harry Kane had said he was leaving. This was two years ago and he had announced that he was leaving. Of course, as we know, he stayed another two years. So it was kind of like a perfect scenario because my dad is a Spurs fan and he had a lot of opinions about Harry Kane and Spurs, so it just made sense. And um, so, yeah, I roped him into a into a video, which he never thought he'd ever do. He'd never been on camera or anything like that, and quite awkward to begin with. Uh, but he seemed to enjoy it. But the the big thing was everybody seemed to enjoy him on it. And the comments straight away was, "You need to bring him back. You need, you know, you do more of these with different clubs." And um, he was kind of like, "Well, yeah, but I don't support any of these clubs. Like, what do I bring to the table?" Um, and that's when it, it kind of like evolved from there to to what it is now, really. And he, you know, when and truly he brings stuff to the table, which I feel like if I did it by myself now, it would never be the same. And I'd never would have grown as much as what I possibly did. I think he's the, he's definitely the reason why I'm full time for sure. Mm, yeah, absolutely. And and it, it, it's a, it's amazing to sort of see the dynamic there, because as I'm sure people who are listening or watching tend to see on on youtube or tiktok or or twitch or whatever it's normally one person and it's yeah. one person doing a save and it's one person talking about their solo football manager career because football manager is a solo player game whereas yeah. you've managed to get your dad involved and go hey come on what do you reckon about this and of course it just adds a different dynamic which which works really really nicely to be honest and especially with this this rebuild format because Again, if we try and sort of explain it to people who may be unfamiliar with the concept of a rebuild, yeah. the rebuild really, I suppose, in its finite form is, you've mentioned there Harry Kane was leaving Tottenham. What would you do in the event of that? How yeah. would you spend that money? I suppose, is that probably the easiest way of, of looking at it? Or do you go deeper with, hey, this club struggled for 20 years. Can we get them back up? Yeah, it's a bit of both, really. I I think like I had a lot of comments once, like, oh, you never rebuild actually clubs who need a rebuild. And it's like, I do both because to me, the rebuild now is just the what I call it. The mm. format is, it's like, we usually do five years because I feel like that's the perfect time for the length of video that we do and how long it takes me to actually do it. But uh, for anybody who, who's a bit unsure, it is... We do the transfer window, and then when the transfer window closes, we've obviously created our tactic. We then holiday to the end of the season, whether we keep players in the in the positions we need to or whatever. And then when it gets to the end of the season, you recap how your team did that season. And we do that five seasons in a row. Um, 
I called it a rebuild because that's what everybody in the other niches in different games called it. And it just seemed to be like that was popular uh, as like a key word, I guess. But I never wanted it to be just teams that needed a rebuild because then that puts you down a rabbit hole. Like the first few rebuilds I did was Harry Kane leaving Spurs and Jack Grealish leaving Aston Villa. So that was two straight away that um, I found was the easiest format to do. But then it was just evolved into to anything. If teams are struggling in real life, uh, what would I do? But then it's it's even like teams where they're not even that struggling. It's just what I would do in five years with that team. And it just gives you, you know, I, I only usually do one a week. So it's 52 options across a year. If I can't find 52 clubs to do, there's never going to be 52 of these like, you know, unsung or used to be giant clubs, mm. fallen giants. I'm never going to be able to find 52 of them and keep it fresh because it, it will turn out to be very similar else. Um, so doing different clubs and who might be at different pathways in their actual real life journey and just saying, okay, from now on, it's my five years, what I would do in five years. It's just the format itself is called a rebuild, really. And I, I quite like as well, I quite like the fact that you're capping it at five years because before, like, I guess when I first got into sort of watching content and, and being part of the, of the content scene, like I saw the term rebuild. And again, you know, as you did with, with other games, I saw the term rebuild and I thought, looking at it going, all right, so you take this club, say we'll say, for example, Oldham Athletic, you yeah. know, who've obviously fallen from the Premier League, the first ever Premier League side to play non-league football. So for me, in my head, I was like, right, a rebuild is take Oldham back to the Premier League. And I initially thought, that's a one-club save, and I've got to play that physically, manually, yeah. and spend all my time doing that. And, oh, my God, what happens if I get sacked when I get sacked? And then <laughs> watching these other ways of doing stuff now, these shorter videos, like the sort of content that, that you're making there, you mentioned it about holidaying through. I'd never considered anything like that. Mm. So is that, I'm thinking for our listeners and viewers, is that like a really interesting way of maybe trying a tactic or maybe sort of like having a little short-term save when we're in this window between uh, game cycles, like FM23 is finishing, FM24 is about to start. And it's like, I don't want to commit to anything massive, but hey, if I've got five years, I could do an actual rebuild and physically play it. Yeah, absolutely. To to give you a bit of an understanding, because I get a, I get quite a lot of comments when I do like a lower league one or one where I got to the cusp of Europe, but I, you know, I then it, the five years has ended. They go, oh, please do part two. Why don't you do 10 years? The reason why I don't do it is two reasons mainly is one, else the format will have to be quite fluid and change. Uh, so the format is the five years. How far can I take them in five years? Uh, but two, we then give the the save to my Patreon members who like to do the five years as well. But three, I've got to get one out for every Monday because that's the norm now. People, It's got to the point where people rely on me to have a Monday video and it to be a rebuild. Um, so if I do longer, it takes me roughly about 12 hours to do the, the five seasons in a simulation because... I basically play, I, I have like an instant result thing or I play during the um, transfer window while that's open in the, the summer window anyway. And then I holiday through and obviously depending on how good your PC is, etc., how long it takes to holiday or how big your save file is, uh, take, takes that the, the time it takes. So it takes me roughly about 12 hours. If I was to add another five years onto that, that takes me 24 hours. I'm not going to be able to get one out every single Monday. So mm. that's one of the main reasons why, because else people will be relying on a Monday upload and wouldn't have it there. Um, but 
and again the videos itself like sometimes they're they're over an hour so um you know having too long of a video might be a bit detrimental as well but it's it's definitely a way for for people now who are looking at like oh i you know i've got nothing to play until fm24 comes out it's a really easy way of just going i always wanted to manage that club because i think the best thing i found about it is i'm never bored with a save now because i used to mm. when i was like growing up and playing football manager before i used to do content I wouldn't get bored of a save because my favorite parts of the save is buying players and developing youngsters. That's what I like doing the most in in my preference to in playing football manager. But I'd find like if I was playing every single week, I'm very impatient as a person. And I'd be like, I want to get to five years in the future now so that I can see what this guy's like or, or, or et cetera. So uh, it's a way that kind of keeps me interested in the game because I'm managing so many different clubs every single like game that comes out um and i'm, I'm never bored of a save then there's been a couple mm. which has failed etc um there's been a couple of times where i've actually been sacked and i've like left it in the video because i think that's important people just think oh they're easy because they see me complete them and the amount of messages i get like how do you do the rebuilds because i'm getting sacked first season every single time it happens like as soon as at the start of every uh, new game cycle before i've worked out the the kind of tactics that i like to use that works I get sacked a few times. Happens. I even get sacked during the 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 you know the the game cycle. So it can happen, but it's a good way once you understand um, how you want to run teams with tactics, etc. To to kind of run a save. It's an easy way of going. I've always wanted to manage that club, but I don't think I have enough time. Do a rebuild. That type of uh, that that style of video, anyway. Mm, yeah, definitely. And I think that that sort of makes a lot of sense. Like one one thing that, I, that I'm curious of, and again. Because of obviously trying for me to understand playing it the, the way that you that you play it, how do you do the transfer window then? Because you're saying there, obviously, you start the you start the game, you start the save up normally, and then your first thing you do is you do the summer transfer window. Okay, that yeah. makes sense because that's like treating it like a normal game, I guess. If you're then holidaying through a season, maybe you're you bypassing January. Are you going into the next? Yeah, straight uh, window? over until June then, usually. Yeah. So when you're in the next June, how are you buying players? And this is maybe a really easy question to answer, I suppose, really. But how are you buying players? Because when I'm playing it, I'm obviously spotting players that have performed well against me. I'm spotting all the flaws within how my team are playing. And I'm looking going, right, okay, you know what? I do concede a lot of position down the left side or whatever. And I go, right, so I'm focusing my my recruitment on a left-sided player. Whereas if you're holidaying through on these videos, do you get that insight? Or do you just like straight into the day at home or just going, oh, well, we'll see who's doing well and taking an average rating sort of thing i think it comes with a lot of experience like my one of the my dad always says it like my knowledge of players is exceptional every single game cycle and that's the reason why like i can watch a game of football in a different country and i'll be like i remember when he was a good wonder kid in this year or i remember he was a good player in in this year and like uh when now that i've got to the point where me and my dad actually play these games together when I'm looking for a player, I'll find them in like four times quicker than what my dad will because I've already got names in my head who I can go to because my memory's awful. But one thing I'm always very good at is names of football players on Football Manager. It's just one of those things, I guess. But that comes with it. So it's like I know what my weak weaknesses in the team, for example, or for example, like, you know, if you see a striking, you think, oh, he's going to be good. And then he doesn't start scoring. It's like, okay, I know I need to to change that. Mm. Uh, I guess it's just one of those things where it's like I'm used to it, but 
a lot in this version of the well in this cycle of the game i've used a lot of the what the scouts recommend way more than i ever have in any other year uh, i don't know what it is about fm23 but i found that my scouts were finding me a lot of players that i was going to use mm-hmm. whereas in like the games before it it would just be searching for myself or just people that i knew already uh i think the hardest thing is not using the same players over and over again and that's something that like uh, i don't struggle with but it's something I'm always very aware of. Like the amount of times I could have signed like a Rooney Baji in season four or five, because I know he's probably the best right winger that I can pick up for like 10 million or whatever he is at Copenhagen. Yeah. Um, I think I've only bought him like twice and my dad's only got him like once. And it's, it's simply because I'm like, I don't want to overuse that player. So I have to have a big knowledge because else every rebuild will be the same. And the whole point of doing all these different clubs and different leagues is so that every video feels different to the person watching and every story that I'm trying to portray in the video because at the end of the day, this is my full-time job now. Mm-hmm. As much as I want the, I want to be good at the game, it's got to have a story. Yeah. And that's the thing that I found the most in the last sort of year or so of content creation. If it doesn't have a story, it's going to be boring. So I'm finding ways of like creating a story by going, okay, I'm not going to sign this out ultra overpowered player that I know I can get. I'm going to try this guy who I've never signed before and make a story out of it and mention it in the video, etc. And that's what I'm finding. That's also brought more enjoyment for me doing it as well, because it's a little bit different again. Mm. Um, but yeah, I mean, the amount of times that people will like message me, especially if they get the same game file after, uh, if I buy like a new gen and I, I usually say like, I've bought a new gen for the Patreon members, etc., And I say, let me know how they do. Like I had one last night, some guy, I had a, I bought a new gen in one of the most recent um, versus videos. I think we did uh, for the rebuilds and somebody messaged me like this random new gen name, which I don't remember because it was like six weeks ago that I recorded. Like, just to let you know, I sold him to Manchester United for over a hundred million. I'm like, oh, that's amazing. And I was like, what one was that? What save was that? Yeah, because yeah, it was yeah. so long ago. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's quite that's quite an exciting thing. And I guess I mean you, you touch upon that there. Like, like football manager is it's it's all stories. It's all yes. narrative. It's all it's like the ultimate RPG, I suppose, in yeah. a sense, isn't it? Really, like, and you're right there that the narrative arc of picking. Uh, a player that no one knows and you 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 make them the the underdog and they become the, the star player and and that that's what it's all about i suppose isn't it really rather than yeah. as you say just a team full of wonder kids that everyone knows after about three weeks and you go oh that's yeah we right. could sign these guys and you're like well yeah. yeah of course you could like um so so i suppose that that's interesting and I, and I like that to be honest i like that um where where i'm at now though i'm thinking obviously new games on the horizon um are there any teams that you've seen and you think, right, they are ripe for the rebuild treatment next year, either in the way that you do it or in the way that, that our audience would, would be like, oh, who do I want to do as a save? And like maybe the idea of a of a rebuild of like a fallen giant or whatever yeah. is is really appealing. Like who who in who in real life football is is ready for that bit of a scrub and a glow up? Absolutely, because I, I, whenever I see like my dad's quite good for it as well, because he does a lot of like looking into different nations and and stuff like that of clubs of what's happening and stories and stuff. He's constantly sending me like news articles of different teams. So we've got like a list that we both add to, and at the minute, like top of my list, obviously we've seen. I only did them on Monday, so I can't really say I'll probably do it too soon. But Leon, like the stuff that's going mm. on at Leon, if you want to do more of a 
a bigger club still in the top division, which should be doing a lot better because then you've also got the added challenge of the clubs that are doing really well in Monaco and 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 obviously clubs that are always do quite well in in Marseille. Uh, but then you've also got the the giant of PSG and how to overcome them. So that's quite a good one for that's still top division, but that's going to be an incredible challenge because, you know, the, the stuff that's going on in uh, Olympic Lyon looks quite bad. Malaga is another one. I've only done them yeah. recently, but they've just been relegated again. Uh, and they had like a really good wonder kid on this year's version, Roberto Fernandez. So I'm wondering whether he's still like good on next year's because if he is, he can carry you up the first league. And then you've obviously just got to build on that to get promoted again before you go into La Liga again. So um, that's always one that uh, I've, I've kept my eye on definitely this year. But I mean, like like I say, you can do it with any team really. But to have like a story, there's so many different ones where I think that's that's prime for a rebuild, etc. You know, you, you see there's so many in the championship that people... Championships teams are the most that I get requested all the time. It's just it's just the best league in the world. Yeah. Like every single club is has a backstory. And that's yeah, like if you're if you're looking for a for a team to manage and you're like, oh, I wish I had a team that was good twenty years ago. The championship. That is the division just, of teams yes, that were good twenty full years of ago. Premier League clubs <laughs> and stuff like that. It's honestly I, I think Every single rebuild I do, I get the likes of Sheffield Wednesday, Middlesbrough, and, and, and Reading, etc. I know Reading's Blackburn, gone down again. former Premier League champions, yeah. Blackburn. There's so many in the championship that you can pick and, and go, okay, I'm going to rebuild, etc. But uh, but annoyingly, championships like the league I hate managing the most in Football Manager. Ooh. It's weird, but I just have the worst time in the championship ever because I see everybody else who manages in the championship and they're getting loans and and flying up the leagues. And I try and get these loans and football manager tries to rip me off and say, you know, your monthly fees are up 500 K for mm. this wonder kid that we've got. I'm like, what? That, that's, that, I'm not seeing that in anybody else's game. What's going on here? So yeah, I have the worst luck in the championship, I think, but mm. that's the one I get requested the most. That's the best league. That's why it's where yeah. all the fun happens. Um, yeah. Is there, is there any clubs that you've, that you've sort of like now got an attachment to off the back of these rebuilds? And I know oh, you don't play them so as many. maybe as intently as, as maybe someone who who treats it as a one club save, but is there any yeah. clubs that even after the five years you have been tempted to go? I think that's my save. Actually, I might, I should really have played that, or I might have a little play now in five years in. Yeah, there's there's been a few to be fair. Though. I mean, um, High Duck Split was one. I really mm. enjoyed that one because it was. I don't I don't often go to other smaller nations because the views drop quite drastically because the small minority claim. You know, they, they always put in the comments, we want to see smaller leagues, smaller leagues. You do the smaller leagues and it's like half the views of what you do from the big leagues. So yeah. because it is my full-time job, I do predominantly do bigger clubs or bigger leagues. Uh, but I do enjoy going to like the Eastern European leagues, etc. And, and doing that high split was a really fun one uh, for me that I, I thoroughly enjoyed. Um, we, we tend to go a lot. And it's every single year I tend to go to them twice a year, Chelsea and Everton. And Everton mm. for me is I've got like a bit of affiliation, not in real life, but on football manager. And then they go and sign my favorite striker in FM23, Beto. And it's like, oh, this is like destined. So yeah, we did a we did a rebuild with Beto and Everton uh, last week, I think it was. But yeah, I seem to go to them at least twice a year because they always seem to be in trouble and they get requested quite a lot. But I do enjoy enjoy that. 
Mm, yeah, I was going to say the uh, the Sunderland bat signal send tends to follow me around as well. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but uh, if anything, it's the other way. Go, don't come, don't come here. Go, yeah, yeah, go somewhere else. <laughs> yeah. You are not welcome back here. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. Um, and one, I guess, one thing as well that we'll think about with regards to, to FM twenty four coming up. Then, so out of the feature list that we've seen so far, yeah. the one that I think is maybe going to affect you the most is this smarter AI transfers. Yes. Now, do you think again without any of us seeing this at the minute? How much of an impact is that potentially going to have on your end of season recruitment if you're not physically playing the game? Yeah, uh, quite big. So funny enough, me and my dad like sat down and did a video yesterday looking at all of the features and how we think it's going to affect our content, whether it's the rebuilds or the new like hundred million pound challenges where we do, which mm-hmm. is just across one season. But it's basically a rebuild for one season, to be fair. But we just give ourselves like a transfer budget and. um we were discussing like each uh, different feature and how we think it's going to affect it. And the AI smart transfers was one where it was like, it could be bad, but it also could be a lot better because one of the things that he's found, because to put it in perspective, it used to just be me doing the rebuild, but we've like, I've like got him to, to learn how to play the game now. So we do versus one. So we're doing, you know, one day's one was Leon versus Marseille and we've done Real Madrid versus Barcelona, Benfica versus Porto. So we're, we're taking over a club in the same universe and going against each other for five seasons, which has been a lot of fun and loads of people just love those videos now, which is amazing because we really enjoy doing it. But the thing that he has struggled with the most is transfers because... Mm. He wants to sign everybody because it's new to him, but he can't offload people. And he goes, "What? how much is he worth? 40 million? I'll sell him. And I'm like, you won't get 40 million for him, dad. I'm telling you now, you won't get, why not? That's his value. I'm not, re- I'm going to check anything <laughs> yeah. unless it's his value. I'm, t- I'm like, dad, you will not get 40 million for him. And that's the thing he struggles with the most. And when we were looking at the AI smarter transfers, etc. One of the things that I question in the new features is where it says um, they will buy players on form and like like rating or something mm. like that. A reputation, that was it. Form and reputation. I was there sat with Dan and I was thinking, that already happens. I cannot sell a player unless they're in form. Yeah. And that's the thing I struggle with the most. I want it to be selling a player um, like that I don't use. And that's the thing we struggle with the most. Like We have like players in our team, for, for instance, say they're 10 million, we can't get no more than like 2 million from them. I'm like, what? this should not happen because just because we don't play them or use them in our side, we should be able to sell them because somebody's going to want to use them. So mm. I'm hoping with this smart AAI, that might be the case that uh, they recognize players that just because they didn't play that year are still good because it feels like it's the opposite right now. It feels like unless they play a game, you cannot sell them. Uh, but the, the, the new features of the intermediaries and selling players that way where you hire somebody to help you that to me was like okay if this works how they're explaining it this is going to be game changing for us now because that's that's going to help all of your problems because i'm i'm used to it now i can Mm. get around it i'm i'm budgeting in my head all right i know i can't make that much money but whereas he sees 40 million for my player i should be getting at least 40 million for it he's he's a dad isn't he he's like the car's worth this i'm not selling it for less than that exactly like that yeah (laughs) i paid 40 grand for it 25 years ago it's worth 35 (laughs) grand now yeah yeah no depreciation price whatsoever (laughs) 
but he used to play like championship manager like uh, years ago and he's he's played i think he has played a football manager but it wouldn't have been within the last like seven or eight years so to him the the game is completely new it's completely Mm. different to him and how like, like the ai acts and stuff like that so he's learning stuff now and he's picking it up he is picking it up because he's getting better especially with tactics as well he's mm. getting a lot better with the tactics because uh, at first i was like you can't do that and he was like yeah but and he'd explain it in real life how a tactic work i'll go i know but this is football manager dad it doesn't work like that so he's picking it up very quickly uh but that's out of the features that we've seen the ai smart transfers were like we're unsure whether that's going to be detrimental to us uh, and make it more challenging or whether it's actually going to help us because the AI might see our players that we don't use and go, oh, that's somebody we can pick up. Uh, but the the intermediaries is something I'm looking at and going, that's going to help us big time. Mm, absolutely. And you know what? I think it's all getting very, very exciting, isn't it? And it I can't is. really wait to see how it all plays out. Obviously, if people do want to see uh, these rebuilds and uh, and the other challenges that you mentioned there, things like the hundred million pounds over a season. Uh, Luke, where can people find yourself, and more importantly, your dad? Yeah, so you can find my dad on my channel <laughs> <laughs> uh, on YouTube and Mega Luke. You'll find us there. You, we're, we're slapped on the front of the thumbnails quite nicely. Uh, shout out to Flute who makes the thumbnails look unbelievable. So uh, we're on there, and we're, we're 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 putting up stuff on TikTok as well because people are enjoying Dad and his his stories and stuff so much that he's even doing well on TikTok compared to what I do as well. So yeah, if you want to want to come over and say hi, that's that's the place to go. Fantastic. And of course, all the links in the description below. Luke, absolute pleasure chatting to you. Um, No doubt we'll speak to you during the FM24 game cycle. And we look forward to seeing a few more rebuilds in the future. Absolutely. Thank you very much for having me on, mate. Really appreciate it. Cheers, pal. It's been a pleasure. We've got a live show coming up on Monday the 6th of November in Nottingham at the Canal House. It's part of the Nottingham Comedy Festival. If you're interested in coming to see the FM show live, seeing myself, seeing producer Steve, seeing RDF Tactics in person, then there's a ticket link in the description below. The tickets are priced at £5. Come and see the show. Come and hang out afterwards. We'll do a bit of a meet and greet. We'll do a bit of a chat. We'll talk FM. Bring your stories. Bring Matt Doherty if you can. But yeah, Monday the 6th of November, the Canal House in Nottingham, £5. Ticket link in the description below. Get your tickets, come and hang out. It's going to be fantastic. So there we go then, cracking chat with Omega Luke. Uh, Definitely, definitely giving us a few ideas for things to look forward to in the future. But more importantly, right in front of us right now, this is what we have to deal with. The mailbag, the correspondence, and Aaron, we'll start. And we will you, start with Bill Rowley. Gents, really enjoying the podcast. Thank you. Only stumbled it across only stumbled across it a few weeks ago after reigniting my love affair with football manager. Having not played the game since 2019-20, you guys were pivotal in taking talking into the championship within four seasons. I am definitely taking credit. What? We- I'm a head coach in real life Oh yeah. nice With Walton and Hersham FC Hopefully I've pronounced that perfectly <laughs> At step three of the English football pyramid With three promotions in three seasons Congratulations Sadly 
Sadly, I coach on Monday night, so I doubt I'll make the Nottingham Live show. Still working on it. Oh, come on. I just wanted to say thank you for your work and I've learned loads about the new game. If you guys were looking for something to watch on YouTube, bunch of amateurs have just done a four-part documentary about our promotion last season entitled Walton Uncovered. Thank you again, gents. Bill Rowdy. Three promotions in three seasons, and we're taking credit for it. That's excellent. (laughs) When the actual head coach in real life is telling you, I'm giving you credit. We're like, oh, I don't care if it's the game or real life. I'm definitely (laughs) taking that credit. (laughs) And also, Bill, that Monday, that Monday, the live show, just schedule a rest day. Just schedule a rest day for your players. Just you know, it's probably the middle of the season. Need a bit of physical rest. Team bonding. Put team bonding in. That's literally what it's all about. Is team bonding. Bring everyone. Everyone needs to come to Nottingham oh, on the 6th of November. I'll just figure out what they actually do on rest Ring. days. They come to visit us down at Nottingham. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry, listeners. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. There we go. That's a callback to six weeks ago, by the way. Just I'm still trying to work out what they do on rest days. What are they resting from? <laughs> uh, yeah, do do come to Nottingham on the sixth of November. Um, it's going to be fantastic. Mm. Uh, Steve, following on from last week's request for poetry, yeah. So we unint- just unintentionally, just naturally, in the flow of the conversation, uh, ended up reciting some of the classic <laughs> works of English uh, poetic literature. Improved as well, my ad. Improved naturally, improvised. On the day of nat- National Poetry Day. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Wordsworth was in there. Kipling, all of that stuff. Lorenzo Luca. Anyway, all the greats, no. But, um, <laughs> at Target Forward and as uh, 19th century poets. Um, so following on last week, we thought that would be the end of it. Apparently not. The <laughs> listeners have started to share there. Specifically, Oshin Hughes. Uh, Oshin writes, hello, Tony, producer Steve and Aaron. Hello, Oshin. Um, regular listener, second time corresponder, first time sonnet writer. Ooh. I hope you are doing well as the podcast has been since its return. That's very kind. Thank you, Asheen. Um, and I can't wait for the pain of the community challenge. More on that in the future. Um, <laughs> because the League of Ireland itself, IRL, is coming to a close relatively soon. So fin- Asheen is going to need something to fill their time. Um, Asheen's club, Finn Harps. Finished ninth in the second tier. So it's a real Tony Jameson kind of season there. <laughs> I've got my eyes on it. Oh, this is this like a great side. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've just I've I've been promoted from uh from from where have I been promoted from? Uh Dawkins. Great job there apparently in real life. <laughs> yeah, so where are they? County Donegal. There we go. Oof. Um Finn Harps. Anyway, um after finishing last week's pod. Um, Oshin immediately began to construct a sonnet dedicated to football manager. And here is the final product. So is everybody ready? I genuinely said as a joke that this was like a slam poetry session podcast. <laughs> but now we're just going to do a full poetry reading in the show. So here we go. Everyone ready? Let's go. It's all ready. In football manager's world, we yearn to find wonder kids with potential one of a kind. In youth prospects, our dreams take flight as we guide them towards the brightest light. With patience, we'll unearth the hidden gems, nurturing their talents as the game condemns. 
for in their growth, our hearts skip a beat, a future dynasty, an incredible feat. But let us pledge with honour and pride to play the game true with nothing to hide. No save scumming shortcuts to glory's embrace in football manager's realm will earn our place. Through every setback and triumphant display, our love for the game will light our way. In football manager's embrace, we'll soar. Together we'll win, forever wanting more. <laughs> there we go. An OG football manager. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think that's brilliant. <laughs> now, now, thing is though, thing is though, one of the lines in this... <laughs> No skipping corners, no sums get scum saving. You know the idea being earning our place, doing it your own way. From Ashin Hughes, yeah. lovely work, Ashin. We thank you for it. However, with a lot of help from Jack Chat GPT, <laughs> sacrilege. I was just, I was literally flowing with that poll. I was like, it was so, it was going so well. And I opened my eyes, I looked at it, and I saw the last sentence, and I just went, "Oh man, he sucked me in." He's- Remember when we did the Ten Commandments? Thou shalt not download poetry and pass it off as the whole. Well, we haven't done the Ten Commandments. You have. We said next episode we will now arrows, but we will actually do them. We yes. Said, yes. In, ad infinitum. We, 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 it's actually we, more difficult to come up with a list than you actually realise as well. However, hundred percent, one of them is do not use artificial intelligence playing football manager or writing football manager poems. <laughs> <laughs> like I appreciate I appreciate the effort that oh, you've gone man. to to do it and because you know what like we, we put it out there oh send us yeah. poetry and fair play yeah. Oshin you did but we probably should have specified <laughs> send us your own poetry don't just send us but uh, what I would say as well is actually what the fair to Oshin, he's actually you know fessed up yeah. confessed yeah. you might say yeah. Like, yeah. already yeah. said yeah. that it wasn't just them <laughs> I think I still think we read it out again. Oh, 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 <laughs> because I was actually thinking that it was actually a great, great little That's bit good. as well. Live poetry reading. Yes, 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 yes. yeah. Finally, yeah, we can have yeah. a, a live, a live slam yes. poetry moment. One hundred percent. Great. Well, anyway, thanks, Ashin. Um, absolutely. And if you want to send us some some poetry, some commandments, some correspondence, some save ideas, some tactics, garages, yes. Aaron, possibly. You need to get in touch with us. You need to send us your emails via the FM Show Pod. That is the FM Show Pod at gmail.com. Of course, if you're sending us tactics for tactics garages, send us a screenshot. Let us know what is wrong with it, and we will help to try and diagnose that. And of course, if you've got a short query, hit us up on social media: Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. It's the FM Show Pod. And of course, come and join the Discord as well. We look forward to chatting to you all very soon. And that was episode 12 of the FM show, hosted by myself, Tony Jameson. Our co-host was the returning Aaron Falloon, a.k.a. RDF Tactics. Our guest was Omega Luke. And our producer was producer Steve Hankey. And of course, take care of yourselves. See you soon. Stay safe. Bye now. <laughs>